This podcast is brought to you by the Los Angeles Inner Group of Overeaters Anonymous. Please visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three podcast feeds of over 200 sound files of individual speakers as well as events such as retreats and workshops. You'll also find order forms for ordering CDs of many of these speakers through the San Fernando Valley Inner Group of OA. Finally, we have a donation button where you can contribute to keeping this valuable service continuing for yourself and others. Again, our website is www.oalaig.org. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Christine C. Hi, I'm Christina. I'm a food addict. Hi. Um, It's so good to be here. I love the energy at this time of the day in this room. God, I was thinking of the good luck this church must have sponsoring all the 12 steps. It's like they're never going to go out of business. They're going to be fine. If the earthquake hits, they'll be standing. But um, um, I have been absent for 20 years. Um, I am from Boston, Massachusetts. And I came into program when I was in in 86, when I was 19, and uh, wow, it was like, you know, one size fits all. This is the way we do it. It was pretty intense. And as a, as a um, you know, Boston, I guess because they have that Puritan thing, we just love it hard. So we, we uh, I, I went into Cambridge Gracie, that's what they did, and, and um, that what they, everyone did, and I did, I never, if you ever mentioned sugar and flour, I think you would have been shot, I mean, it was like the Antichrist, but anyways, um, <laughs> I was 19, and I was not quite ready, it took me a year to the day to get so, um, sorry, uh, I'm, uh, you know, when they said multiply addicted, I was like, yes! I so relate to Elton John when I hear him because it's like he's addicted to everything like me, you know. But I can blame that on you know being Irish and Italian. You know we like it all. We're just we're we're pigs. I mean we just booze, food, everything. You know when I went to Rome, I was like, oh, this is it. This is why we're like this intense, you know. But anyways. Um, you know, it took me a year to get abstinent, and I would come to meetings eating. I mean, well, now that I think of it, it's, just, it's so sad. But, you know, I wore the black because I was in the theater program at my college, and, and I had this sort of, it was, in the summer, it was like these, in those days, everyone wore like long, straight things, but I wore it, you know, all year round because I was, I probably weighed 40 more pounds than I do now, um, at my top weight. But anyways, I went to meetings, eating, blah, 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 got a sponsor. I remember I, um, I, t- I got the cup and scale, and I remember weighing, because that's what any- everyone did. I-, I-, I don't think there was moderate kneeling. If, if you said moderate kneeling, like, it, once again, it would have been like, what are you talking about? That's your disease talking. My best friend <laughs> is not an addict. She's always like, that's your disease talking, you know. Um, I- I've-, I've been... Uh, watching Celebrity Rehab, it's my new favorite show. <laughs> I loved all the slogans. It's like, just like us, 90 and 90. It's like, yes. But um, anyways, um, and back to, back to that. Um, so anyways, I, I couldn't get abstinent. And I tried and um, because the way I ate was all day long sugar and flour. I ate the, the concoctions. The, I mean, by the end, it was... It, well, actually, you know, getting uh, being in the program makes the eating... It's over. It's just curtains. It's curtains. It's, ba- it's really gnarly eating. It's not just like, 
you know, a little here and there. No, it was, did they, 7-Eleven or Store 24, they had this Store 24, and I would get the, the just the grossest stuff that was like 100 years old, those kinds of things, and just shove it in. And, you know, I remember being on the train and eating, and I, my luck was so bad. I remember this, this juice slammed into me. I was wearing a white, like, moo and, you know, went all over me. I mean, everything just was awful. So, anyways, after a year, I was like, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. I, I am going crazy. I, the illness is the food, absolutely. You know, you have to clean that up 100%, basically, numero uno, and that's the foundation. But the craziness with my head was so bad. And I was in a play, and I was, um, they had this huge sort of, um, uh, uh, I don't know, like this photo of me, and they and they had to keep changing the costume sizes because I was gaining weight, like you know, and I was doing like I would find oh the Atkins diet. I mean that wasn't even when I was around, but I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. It's a plan. Ooh, I love le- love words and da da da. So you know, my mother finally took me to um to Weight Watchers, and I lost nine pounds in one week. <laughs> And the late, they were like, oh, great, how did you do that? And I was like, I didn't eat anything. And they were like, oh, okay, great. Um, you know, so anyways, so I grew up in Framingham, Massachusetts. My father was the chief surgeon at the local hospital. And at 15, I had overdosed on um, alcohol because I'm an alcoholic, or I don't know if we're allowed to say that. But it's just, it's so part of what I am. You know, it's the sugar. And when I was in prep school, I remember watching this girl drink um, a gallon of white sugar, and something in me went, I get this, you know, because we couldn't use, but the sugar was like a substitute. Anyway, so um, I was rushed to the hospital, and my father was a chief surgeon. I got semi-expelled from school, and he's like, you're a three-time loser. And I was like, I knew when I overdosed that I was going to die if I, if I kept um, using drugs and alcohol. So I kind of went full face into the food. I, I, my mother took me to a dieting place, and I lost, I remember the, the exact weight. Do you know what I mean? I got to 117 pounds. It was called Gloria Stevens, and I was, like, exercising and doing all this stuff. Got down to the weight, so I went to college, and I was like, why don't I just stop? you know, shave off this, shave off this, shave off this. So I, I got to 90 pounds, which is 30 pounds less than I weigh now, right? And my boyfriend's like, you know, you have to eat. And I was like, you're just jealous of me. You know, you don't understand. I need to do this. And from there, a friend came. We used a little system. And I ate the little pasta situation, and I was 160 pounds like that within, I would think, seven months. So we're talking, you know, hand and fist. So this is the way I came into OA and uh, kept eating like crazy for a year, tried to do the weighing and measuring, blah, blah, blah. And at, um, I went to a high school reunion January 1st, 1987, and I was like, I'm not going to use, you know, when I go there. I, my, you know, I did, my friends were like, what, why can't you just be like us, be a normal person? And from that point, I went home. I had been in the program for 12 months. I looked in the mirror. It was that 3 o'clock in the morning thing. 
Like, I am going nowhere. It's going down. And I had a big razor. I was like, I had seen ordinary people. I was like, I'm just going to kill myself. In retrospect, I don't think you can actually slice your wrist with a big razor. But, it's, but I actually didn't, you know. But it seemed all so dramatic to me. You know, so I'm there, the black circles under the eyes. Because, you know, it was like eating with the shades down. Do you know what I mean? No interaction. It wasn't, um, what do they call it, eating buddies. I was not into that. I'd be like, oh, pass the lettuce, and then go home and binge. And um, so, so I went to, uh, so I said, okay, God, I, I wrote down this, you know, when, when you're crazy, because in retrospect, I probably had like ten nervous breakdowns in my life, walking, thank God, in recovery. But I was writing these little, thing, you know, little journals on teeny weeny pieces of paper. That's what they do in the back wards. But, you know, I was like, Helen Keller, Stevie Wonder, all these great sort of people that achieved. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So I went to the... Uh, down the street to the Catholic Church. I lived in the um, Italian section of Boston where my whole family's from. And I was like, this is what I've done. And the priest is like, say our father, you know, the whole thing. Finally, I got back to meetings. And I was willing with a capital W. I mean, I wouldn't eat, whatever they said, there was a group, um, they were from uh, Chelsea. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of a, um, uh, I don't know, like a poor, poorer section of Boston. Anyway, it was very hardcore, and basically everyone did the same thing. It was called the drill. You know, so I did everything they did. I lost 40 pounds in two months um, and, uh, you know, did their whole thing. And then at five months, I was at my parents' house, and I woke up and ate a bite of banana. And my mother looked at me, and she goes, should you have done that? And I was like, oh, my God. And the lady's like, you totally broke your abstinence. And from there, it was like I knew that I couldn't stay with this really hardcore group anymore. It was just not going to work for me. And I went, and I found these amazing women in Brooklyn, uh, Brookline, Massachusetts. And um, a, lot, a lot of lawyers and and people I, that were saying things that I, you know, like the truth will set you free. And not that it means anything, but there was like gay women and I felt like, I'm coming out. You know, not that I'm gay, but I felt like this whole process. I was like, I'm coming out. I'm coming out. And I was reading things. Not only, you know, we, we did um, intensive 12-step studies, but I was reading like women's literature. You know, coming from an Italian family, my father was like, you're a woman, sit, sit in the back of the bus. And I was reading like... And of things about getting your power back, and it was like this mind-blowing thing, not using drugs or alcohol or food. Um, basically, when I say, I, you know, someone asked me at the birthday party, I, I, I completely blanked out. I said I've been absent 20 years. What I've done is not eat white sugar. That's it. And, and uh, for 10 years, I did what this group in Boston told me to do, which I weighed and measured my food. No one ate sugar or flour. Even people I'd go to meetings with, there was one meeting at um, Boston University, and they would talk about moderate mealing, and I was like, ooh, that's a little, you know, that's just crazy. You know, they, they felt like sort of like the village idiots. You know, it was like, you do that, you know. But, you know, I was... I was I was 20, you know, when I started this thing. So my mind, I didn't really understand the way life is. I liked rigid. So anyways, um, from Boston, which was amazing, uh, the recovery there was rocking. At um, nine years, I drove cross-country and came to L.A., not knowing a single person because I wanted to get into um, acting and this and that. And, um, wow, 
that was that was a shocker driving down Sunset, and I was like, "This is a this is horrible. What happened to you know the nice, pretty LA that I saw in the news? Disgusting, <laughs> you know, like homeless teens and this and that." Anyways, um, from LA was like a really great thing. I had to leave Boston because I had to grow up. You know, I, my whole life had been the twelve step. I didn't even know anyone that that drank. I mean, w- my little world was we'd bring our little Tupperware and eat our dinners together. And and so I came here at um, twenty twenty nine, twenty eight twenty nine, and it was shocking. And I was like, the meetings are not the same. They they clap for birthdays. Oh my God, where are the chips? You know, it was all that stuff. But you know, I had to expand as a person because you know recovery is not just staying in the little box you know like like I did for 10 years and that's how I I wanted to be like I lived like a little nun I didn't I didn't eat anything like salt I mean anyone that drank coffee I thought they were like drunk almost you know that's that's kind of the mentality but I came to LA and it was so weird. My roommate, I got her from UCLA, was in the program. She ended up dying like a couple of years ago. Really nice woman. Um, started going to meetings. Um, and I really had to face the fact that what I had learned for 10 years was rockin'. I mean, abstinence, you don't eat no matter what. I learned that. But my view of people and the world was well off. It wasn't even in reality. I just thought, you're good. My, my thinking was so polarized. You're good, you're the good people, and you're the bad people, you know? And so um, through the whole process of um, doing the acting thing and whatever, I realized, I hate acting. <laughs> I always, I have. So I quit that, and I got into service work, which is really my life with short people, children, and, um, and in, you know, it was like I was waitering, thinking I was going to do the, it, you know, the HP or whatever you want to call it has plans that sometimes we don't know. The, we think we're doing, we, we have a dream here, but it's really the ego, and so I had this other thing that I was supposed to do, so I'm waitering, you know, thinking I'm going to be, you know, get an agent in Malibu, and I was living in West L.A. anyways, um, and I started working with kids and whatnot, um, so, you know, all I can say is, if, from my experience, there's help for everything. This has been such an onion for me. I had no idea what was going on. I, um, I used to hear people talking about abuse, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. I'm so sorry for you people. And, I rem- and then going to my, you know, a counselor and saying, you know, I remember my parents with belts. That's what Italian people do, by the way, with the belts. And beating me up. And it was like, and he was like, oh, my God. I was like, what? No, no, no. I was bad at seven. Let's break this down. It was very bad. And he's like, wait, two belts with the pennies in them? No, this is a no. So, you know, I, I don't even really need this, do I, this, this microphone. But anyway, because I can project, like. Um, so, anyways, you know, just the long and short of it, it I got everything back. I, well, I found out that I was abused. And then I found out I was adopted. And I found my real parents when I was uh, 23 and 24. I found it. I got a detective. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, to Addiction Depot with both of my parents. Black Irish, I mean, chemical imbalance off the... You know, it was so, like, amazing going, oh, my... Because I thought my, my... I wanted my parents to be Elvis and um, uh, Marilyn Monroe. And, um, yes. And so I was... I got this handsome picture of my father and... 
he, I'm, I'm standing there at 25, and he's walking down the stairs. He looked like he was 90. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Well, he has the disease and the chemical imbalance and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, it's in the blood. You know, I always knew this thing was genetic. But, you know, seeing your own blood family racked by, you know, the disease was like, wow, this is, this is in the gene pool. This is not even funny. So, you know, it, um, so anyways, moving out here, meeting a guy, falling in love, that was very challenging because I was used to having my little world, you know, the cup and scale and this whole thing. And, and I remember him one day going, I can't eat like you. And I was like, I didn't say you had to, you know. And just having to, to deal with life as it grew bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, frankly, I... I, I, I must have been a nun in a million past lives. It's weird because I don't look like the nun type, but I love the rule. I'm very rigid. I'm naturally, I, I mean, I don't think I'm naturally very rigid. The disease makes me rigid. The disease is like, okay, you know, my inner critic is like, okay, let's break it down. Who do you think you are? You're not, you know, I, I'm, I've been doing yoga for 12, you know, 10 years. I'm really good. It's like, you're not that good, you know. I mean, I'm good. I'm, I'm decent. But, you know, that inner critic, just, you know, the talking. So at about 17 years, um, I had to kind of re-get into the program because at, at about uh, 12 years, I don't know if other people experience this, I really had sort of a, uh, just everything came up all the abuse stuff, and I had to get outside help, and, and, you know, I had to not eat. And I also had to try foods that I had never tried, and I also had to discover, I mean, I want to blame L.A. for this, but it's really, it's me. But, you know, these sort of pseudo-fake bakeries that are really sugar, pretty much. But when I found the one bakery, and I'm not going to mention it, because God forbid anyone go through the pain that I went through with this one place, man, oh, man, you know, that was scary. I was like, oh, my God, I have years. I have worked on myself for years. I've been, you know, and here I was sticking that stuff in my mouth. And it was absolutely overeating. But to me, if I define my abstinence the way I did when I was 20, there's no way I, I could, you know, do this thing. So anyways, but after I, I got through that, I was like, that was, that was really frightening. And, um, but I was like, I don't think you can do that anymore. That is not, you know, that's not, that's not the place for you. So, um, so basically, in a nutshell, you know, I have about three friends now. I call consistently. We have like a phone meeting. Um, you know, I meditate an hour a day. I took a lot of the stuff I learned from that, that original group. Um, they should have, people have talked about this, but there really should be exercise as one of the tools. Because man, oh man, for an addict, you just feel like a million bucks after just moving, whatever, whatever works for you. And I somehow got into yoga because I'm a very, very nervous person <laughs> and very depressed too actually and so after you know I could be like going you know and so there's a lot of things that are in complement to the basic you know 12 steps vitamin D I need to see nature I need to see children but you know um, the road is pretty amazing at this stage in the game um, I'm, I'm upset that you know I'm not married that's been a big one and <laughs> you know it's like it's an interesting thing going, okay, this is my path. This is just, this is the, I, I've done the best I could for 20 years, been as honest as I have, could be, and this is, you know, this is the way it is. So what am I going to do, get upset that I don't have X, Y, and Z when I should be dead? 
I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, I, I was back to celebrity rehab. So anyways, I'm watching all these people, and the most screwed up one, I said, that was me. I mean, people used to come up to me, and my first sponsor said, you are not going to make it. I was so, I can, if I, I mean, people I'll know knew me from the beginning are like, oh my God. I mean, I'm literally a walking miracle in testament to the 12 steps. It is, and I knew that it was curtains for me. Either I do it this way, or you're just going to, you know, you're going to be dead. So, um, you know, none of the people I know anymore in the 12 steps, my world has completely expanded. Um, People know that, you know, uh, oh, I'm in a meditation group, and it's so cute. On the birthdays, they get me, you know those fruit trees? You know, they have those cute little edible fruit trees. They don't, they don't get cake, because they know I don't eat. It's like, oh, Christina doesn't eat the cake, you know. And, um, you know, it's just amazing that the, the smaller, you know, the, I'm not obsessed with food anymore. Um, the one area that I, I can get clicked into with the disease is the weight. You know what I mean? Just wanting to be like a size, whatever, who, who cares? But I can really get into that, and so I have to, I guess, talk about it like we all do. You know, we have those one little air, you know, those areas. You know, when I'm um, dishonest, I try to clean it up. Um, I, I'm naturally, I think, um, a scammer. <laughs> you know, I, I had a thing about uh, five years ago that I hit a guy. I'm a school, t- I hit a guy in the um, parking lot of my school and left. And I was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, his door was smashed, and I was like, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And he found, he found out because there was like a red streak on his car. My car's red, and had a scratch, and I was like, oh, my God. You know, but the thing is, why not have a sense of humor about this? I didn't sign up to be a nun. I wanted to be one. I thought, you know, I was going to, you know, get some prize. I still think I should get a prize for showing up to work on, early, you know, early. But, um I can't, I, the one thing that the program gave me was uh, the spiritual, the spirituality, and um, I, being brought up Catholic, I had all that imagery. And you know, um, when I came here, I was like, I don't have time to go to church, nor would I ever want to. And so, you know, it just for me was not, inter- you know, exciting or fun. It's just looking at sad people sit, you know. But um, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to. It's just for me, you know. And because um, I also felt like this is this is kind of like a, um, a church, but it's so private. I would never tell anyone what my little concept is or want to be, you know. But um, the meetings and the people gave me um, a sense of higher power that um, I actually have a picture of, you know, um, the Shroud of Turin, and I've had that for like. 20 years, and I just zoom into that concept of love, you know, it's just love, when I came in here tonight, I was like, oh, I don't want to be here, I'm so nervous, I don't, you know, I, I'm not perfect or whatever, I'm not the regular person, like anyone is the regular person, and, but you can feel that kind of love, you know, the acceptance that I am okay the way I am today, this is, this is, this is the way it, it, it was, um, this is the way it was designed, um, about, um, my, my parents that were adopted, I cut off contact with them when I started having flashbacks and memories of all this awful, awful stuff. And there was just no way. I mean, my hands were tied. There was just, they were very dark, dark people. And um, about five years ago, my mother had, I feel so sorry for Patrick Swayze, pancreatic cancer, which is like, boom, curtains, you're done. And... Um, and my neighbor called me and was like, you know, you have to, I think you should go back, blah, blah, blah. And I tried to get, you know, go back and my, my father wouldn't let me come to see her. 
in that, that time period. And so um, about three years ago, I had this thing. I was like, I've got to forgive my, my adoptive father. I've got to go back and do this. And this is totally the program. You know, like when you're not eating, when you're not, you know, shoving things in your mouth, you, you grow. I was like, it's time. It's been 20 years. I've hated him for 20 years. I wanted, I, you know, when I first had all these memories and first got absence, I was like, I'm going to go on the news and, you know, tell about him. You know, and I'm only saying this, uh, this next, because this to me is the next stage of recovery. Either you deal with the stuff that's coming up or you are going to die. That was, you know, that's it. So I went back. He was, you know, he didn't want to see me. I went back and uh, the house was unbelievable, a mess, just this massive, disgusting house, and he was in his little robe, he looked like Mr. Burns, I'm sorry, but it was so frightening, (laughs) and my best friend was behind me, who is a killer dude, and I said, you know what, I want you, he he didn't want me to come and see him, I I mean, I flew 3,000 miles, didn't know if I was going to be able to see him, I said, you know, I, I want you to know I give all this back to you, but I forgive you. And I, I said it a few times. And it was like such a release. And I don't feel angry anymore. I don't feel angry about anything that happened to me as a kid, which was awful. I did, you know, when I, I working with children, you know, so you, they're so innocent and you just want to grab them, you know. I didn't have that experience. I was just very sort of, you know. And that's why I ate, because of the genes, because of this stuff, you know, all this stuff. And, um... And then I, you know, about uh, about 15 years ago, I mean, five years ago was a big one for me. Um, I was in meditation class, and I was like, I was had my head back, and my 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 counselor was like, "We gotta talk," and she said, "You got the black Irish brain. <laughs> you gotta get some outside help. You know, you you're I w- I hit the, those steps so hard for so long, but I could not." In the end, at about 15 years, it, was, it wasn't working anymore. I couldn't feel better, and I had to get, get to an outside doctor to get some help. And man, oh man, sometimes I go, oh, you shouldn't have done that. But, you know, it's like we, we, ha- we get to take care of ourselves, and that is so cool. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm amazed that I can look people in the eyes, and I can come from a spirit of generosity, and I'm not always trying to get, you know, get, well, I mean, okay, okay. 50-50, you know, 50-50 I'm trying to get. But a lot of the time, you know, it's like, how can, how can I make your day better, you know? And um, as much as I didn't want to come here from Pasadena, um, the program saved my life. I swear to God, if I can do it, anyone can. You know, those early um, slogans... Uh, just were, they hit so true, you know, you don't eat no matter what. You just hold on. I love the telephone. I, ha- I probably, I think I spend $150 a month, and I could care less. I, I'll talk to anyone. I love it. I'm, I just love talking. But it's particularly when that, you know when we get nervous and your skin, I don't know if anyone can really, I heard a woman in the other uh, program talking about when she gets home, she rips her clothes off. And I was like, she said, we're like that. And I was like, yes, sometimes my skin get, gets that crawly thing. And I swear that's when I went for the, I used to make those bats of, sugar concoctions, like I could dive into it somehow, and now that I don't have that, um, I, have to, I have to talk to people, and man, you can just, not that you have to get all heavy duty with someone, but just saying, how's the day going, even if you're jonesing, you know, um, that so helps me, the phone, I'm just a big, big phone lover, I, I do, it, it just calms me down, and um, 
you know, I, basically, um, yeah, the 12 steps I, is the only thing I've done for tw- my entire life. It's the only thing I absolutely believe in. I absolutely know that this works. It can work for anyone. Um, it's not the same, you know, like um, having to get these outside help things. I felt really bad. I felt like I betrayed all the belief system that I had when I from 20 to 30. But it was like, listen, babe, you know what? You got sensitive. You're a sensitive person. You got to get help. And so. Um, yeah, I'm just so grateful to be here. I, I, the people that have helped me, there was one group I was in for three years in Boston, and man, oh man, those people were like my army. I would visualize them. Plus, when I first got abstinent, I lived in the, this Italian section of Boston. There's bakeries, literally. I mean, you're, you're just food, you know? And my family saying, food is love, you know? And I was trying to eat my little thing when they're, you know, we Italians, it's like, Thanksgiving, that was, the, the lasagna was just, the, it wasn't even an appetizer, that was like, you know, just to start out, you know, and so, and my grandmother, just all those years of training them going, no, I don't eat that, you know, or this is, you know, and having to be, and I was very sort of angry about it, now I don't eat, I'll just say, oh no, I, 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 I'm a big fan of white lies, oh no, I feel sick, you know, or whatever, my stomach hurts, I don't need to advertise, I don't eat sugar, that's, you know, and I used to do that early on, but, you know, I feel like subtle is just much more attractive as far as anything goes, you know, so, um, you know, I'm so grateful to be here, I, uh, I actually just had to recently kick coffee because I was drinking, you know, a pot, then like 10 Diet Cokes a day, and I didn't know why, you know, I was just feeling so nervous, you know, and, and even my new favorite thing is mustard. I mean, I can, I really put, you know, this is, I love this. I call them, my friend calls it legalized dessert. I discovered stevia. That's a new friend. I mean, I, I have a bottle a day. No kidding. I mean, it's not like anything's changed. It's just a different, more healthy thing. But, you know, um, thank God that I can laugh at myself and know, you know what, I, less is not more for me. More is more. But, you know, I've learned that, you know, I mean, I just, as I was driving here, I, I ate a pack of gum in like 20 minutes. You know, that's, that's the kind of thing. It's like no, no flavor, no flavor, you know. So, again, just get them on. Get out of here. And, uh, you know, but... Um, but I'm grateful to be here. I've done a lot of service in my life. You know, I really have. And um, I think that's what we owe back is to make this planet a little better for other people because it's hard being a human being to me, especially with all the junk, especially with the media right now between the food and the anorexic women. I mean, women, it's just so sad. And it's like, no. I don't, I don't, I don't believe in that. And the false promise that if I get a guy or this is the new thing. My new campaign is like, if you lose weight, it's the new promise of redemption. Somehow, it's such a lie. No, you're just going to be skinny. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to get like this magical, like all these stars, this magical life. No, you're going to be skinny, and you're going to have to deal with stuff. And sometimes, you know. When I think back of dealing with some of the in- inner problems that I had, I was green. It was like holding on. I, my sponsor, when I first came in, said, you hold on to the sheets. Because I was a night eater. I would eat at 3 o'clock in the morning every single night to the dot. And, she, and I remember those early you know, times just holding on. And it's worth it. And then it goes away. I mean, the idea, I was thinking today, you know, the idea of putting the, sub, the sugar in my mouth, I can't, I, it will, even if I could, I wouldn't. Because I don't want to be 
that crazy and and um, so off my wheel. And um, so, you know, I got my life back. What can I say? It's the greatest gift you can give to yourself. It really isn't that much of a big deal. You go to a few meetings, you talk to people, and then it all blends in. And now it's just, it is, it's, it's the way I live. And, um, and I'm so glad that I have friends to check in with when I, because I have to go, this is a rea- reality check, you know, because sometimes I can be so in the, it, my worst, worst thing, and I'm sure many of you have this, is the, the self, um, the negative self-talk, the committee. That's, that's still, no, that wasn't very good job. And now I'm learning, that was a great job today. You know, even, it's like, oh, you know, taking that kid and going, oh, that was a great, even when I talk to the kids, it's like, let's give ourselves a hug, you know, and they, and they get it. We as people need to do that. From, I, I need to do that for myself. I can't wait till some, some dude comes around and starts showering me with flowers and this and that. But, um, so it's good to be here and just keep trucking and you don't eat no matter what and it really, um, it just is an amazing life. You get to, you get to live your potential. And, um, and I am going to outside help right now for uh, my career. I, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. It, it needs to go to the next, like a more, uh, the next level. And it's like just like what we do here. The guy had me fill out this stuff, you know, it's talking. Just, and so we get to keep, because I don't have the information. Nobody told me. Like my, my father, when I first started coming to meetings, he said, you know, we're Italian. We don't tell people this. You know, I'm a doctor. If there's a problem, you cut that off. And so I have no, I didn't know, I didn't even know how to do my laundry when I came here. You know, I rem- the first time I did my laundry, I put the whole thing in wet because I, 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 we I was, we were, I was a wealthy, you know, grew up in a wealthy home. I didn't know you didn't put your laundry in wet, you know, into the thing, so I had to throw out my clothes. But, you know, we learned from moment by moment, and, um, it's between the meetings and work, showing up on a daily basis, even though I don't want to, is uh, sometimes is great. And we just show up no matter what. That, that I love that. You know, no, that feelings aren't facts, you know. We just keep trucking. And thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Okay, so who, who just, who wants, yes. How I work step 11. I basically meditate an hour a day, and that sounds more fancy. I just make sure my spine is straight, so I breathe either I'm lying down or sitting up. Just to, It's like the connection, so I can get out, you know, that, I use the, the imagery of chakras. Um, but, um, yeah, I've been doing that for a while. So that, and that's, that's a no matter what. That's an everyday thing. That, that my day is centered around my med- meditation. It's just linking into that, that juice. Yeah. How did we become ready to do step uh, six? Oh, step six? Um, wow. I could just say I'm ready, God, but how did we, how did we really do Yeah, I think you can just say, okay, I am, um, I'm angry, I'm jealous. You can put those on the plate, but then something, then you're willing to give them over, like actually give them up. So, like, I think we, it gives us a two-process thing of, like, oh, I can look in, at the fact that, I blah, 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 you know, these defects, and then you're finally ready, like, maybe I won't have a personality. I guess it's that Bill Wilson hole in the donut thing. Maybe I'll be a, a snore factory if I give these up, but it's worth it because I'm a miserable person right now. So I think it just takes, like, everything that takes time. It's not from our own head. 
Yeah. Um, thank you. Back to the meditation thing. Do you do it once a day for an hour, or do you break it up into a couple of different sessions? You know, uh, because my work is very. Uh, I don't work. I work twenty hours a day. I mean, twenty hours. Twenty hours a day. That would be scary. Twenty hours a week. I. I my. My. My job. It's pretty cush. My life is so centered around that. Um, so I do an hour. But absolutely, I fall asleep. And I know yoga people would be like, that's not meditation. But I, to me, it counts. Because I feel like that sleep time is so sacred. It's like I go back to Atlantis or something, wherever I come from. <laughs> yes? Hi, I'm on my ninth step. Uh-huh. And there's like three, four letters. My sponsor helped me write, but I'm um, 37. So I'm ready to start on my first amendment. Oh, yeah. I've been putting it off for a week. Yeah, I remember I did my, my amends to my brother. And, you know, the thing is, no one cares. The thing they don't care, so I was like, let me just make this nonchalant. So of course, with our crazy family, the music's blasting. And I was like, I'm sorry for being a jerk, and that was my immense. You know, I didn't sit there and stare at him. We need noise. We need things going. And I just was like, that was good enough. You know, it doesn't need to be like I am. So you know, it can be very nonchalant. Boom. In it, you know, like like a confrontation. Thirty seconds. You you do the issue and you're out of there. You're not sitting. Whoa. Very cash. <laughs> no, I'm not a. I'm not. I'm. I'm very. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of turning yourself in or anything like that. Let's come on. No, just say I'm sorry. I was whatever. I don't. I don't feel like I need. I'm not. I, this is not a moral issue, and I'm not here to get forgiveness from this other person. It's for me. So you know that's that's the you know for me, but. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yes. 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 Um, from um, the twelve steps were amazing. My meditation teacher is Native American, and she talks about staying at the center of the wheel. It's like staying at the. And I visualize a wheel around me at work. Sometimes I'm like, whoa, especially when I don't like someone. I'm like, whoa, we're gonna wheel right through you. So literally staying. I do. I'll wheel people out when I don't like them. <laughs> Very bad. But hey, it works for me. Um, so I stay at the center of this wheel. And that's linked to HP and to the earth. So it's that kind of, you know, that spine needs to go. Yeah, so it's, it's more, it's, so it's holding at the center. Rather than me getting people, places, and things. That's where, and it's none of my business, back to the old fun time McGee, Al-Anon, what other people think about me. None. None. Even if they love me, that's also none. So center, oh, you think I'm great or you think I'm a jackass? Interesting, huh? Thank you. Superficial, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, on, on, how do you handle people who know that bulimic and anorexic? Say it again? Bulimic and anorexic. How do I, how do I, is that my experience? Yeah. Is that my experience? Um, basically, um, bulimic with laxative and exercise, but I never could actually throw up. Anorexic stints, stints, but basically I was a more of a quantity lady. You know, but yeah, I have hints of those things, but that's not my main my main, main situation. Oh, that's it. That's it. Oh, okay, okay, good. Okay, thank you. And if you want to talk after, it was a delight. And um, have a great night.